Welcome, back in black. This time I can say that for real because there's been a first episode, and this is the first. Uh, this is the first episode after the first. This is the second episode. So welcome, black everybody. Um, so pumped. I'm so excited. Um, I love doing this. I mean, I've now spoken for a collective. Was it like 46 minutes plus 25 minutes? Uh, into a microphone, so that's like 51 minutes that I've spoken to you people. Sorry, <laughs> that's not 51 minutes. <laughs> that's that's an hour and 11 minutes. Uh, please, people. There's a lot of stuff that I'm really not good at, <laughs> and and that's one that you might have just found out. So, uh, let's see, I made, so I listened to my last, uh, podcast, I listened to it, um, on my own, let's see, what am I doing here, yeah, 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 so I listened to my last, uh, podcast, and I made some notes, and I thought I would go back and just touch on some things that I spoke about in the first episode, um, and then, and then talk about them, uh, just kind of kind of smooth some things over, I guess that would be. Hold on, let me just give me one second, guys. Uh, I mean, what do you mean give me a second? There's no reason to say that to you. Okay, so, <laughs> um, so, so, and yeah, yeah, and the reason I want to do that, like the reason I, I posted it and now I'm going to go back and I want to talk about some things, touch on it and fix it, uh, rather than just sort of making it and listening to it and then making a whole nother one, and then posting like the new one, you know what I mean, so uh, the way I see the podcast game, or how I want my podcast to go, is I want it to be candid, I want it to be like I'm sitting here talking to you guys, I want it to be a story, uh, you know, and when I do have other people on the podcast, I want it to be conversational, I want it to be very casual, so I want it to be casual, and and uh, for whoever is listening to these from the beginning, uh, you will get the great pleasure, and I know for me it's a personal pleasure when I get to watch uh, like a TV show from its beginning, or I've discovered a band from their first CD, a uh, comedian from their first you know jokes that they've started telling. I love following those stories, and I love following those people because it's such a great feeling to watch their art and their craft get better. And so that's what this is going to be, you know. Uh, as, as we continue on together with this podcast, it's only going to get better. It's only going to get more entertaining. And, um, you know, as it, as it becomes its own thing, as it become, as this baby grows into a beautiful adult uh, thingy, whatever a podcast child would be, <laughs> uh, we get to look at it and say, hey, we saw it when it was just an, an annoying little kid, a bratty, shitty little kid. That that rambled on. <laughs> all right, all right. <laughs> so uh, one thing I, I mentioned um, at one point in the podcast, I said I was uh, I was home working, and then I said I was working on a web series, and then I moved. I told my boss that hey, I'm going to New York City, and he said when, and I said the next day. I realized when I said that, it made it sound like I was working on a web series. 
that's not the I mean I was putting time and effort into a web series a uh, little fun fact the intro song that you hear to this beautiful podcast is also the intro song that we was using for the web series it's just such a beautiful intro song it's an original song uh, that a friend made so it's the only thing like anytime I do anything I just use that song because it's uh, um, it's mine. Like I can use it. I don't have to worry about anything. And it's a catchy little tune. So I like it. So I think we're going to keep using it because why not? It's awesome. But anyway, I was, I was working, uh, I was pouring concrete. That was my actual job. I was working in construction and I was putting personal time and effort towards a web series. And when I told my boss I was moving, it was like my construction boss, the guy that owned the company. Cleared that one up. That's cleared up. Uh, all right. That's out of the way. And then I also wanted to touch on really quickly when I was telling the story of the Tiki Man quest and how I ended up giving the Tiki Man to that hiker named uh, Yogi, right? I just really, I should have elaborated on how incredible it was. Sorry, I was a burp. That's pizza. That's an everything pizza. Uh, Really getting the... Really getting the olives in that one. That's nice. All right. So uh, really got to to elaborate on how incredible it is to have run into somebody that through hiked the Appalachian Trail uh, in the middle of Chanute, Kansas. Or not? Uh, sorry, it wasn't Chanute, Kansas. Chanute is actually the name of a town in Kansas that we'll be talking about today on this podcast. Uh, we've holy shit, what is this, how do you, tr- oh yeah, 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 so we got a lot of great stuff to going on, so I'm first I'm going to go through this, uh, let me finish going through this, yeah, so, uh, uh, view, <laughs> and just, it's, it's such an incredible thing to have run into this guy in the middle of Kansas, it was Newton, Kansas, where I, where I saw him, and he, all right, so let me, let me put it like, uh, I don't know how many people hike the Appalachian Trail a year. A, a number of people attempt to through-hike the Appalachian Trail uh, in any given year, and a very small number actually through-hike the trail. Now, this guy was a through-hiker. He started in um, he started on Springer Mountain in Georgia, and he ended the same year. So it took him about six months. On uh, he ended the same year up on Mount Katahdin in Maine, just just as I did, right? And the thing is, he left a week after I did. The week after I did, he was on the trail, and he finished a little bit after me, but he was never really, uh, uh, I don't think he was ever behind me. I mean, he was behind me technically the whole time, but we were right around each other throughout the entire trail, and I heard about him, but I've never seen him. Now, the thing is, I'm actually Googling right now to see how many people uh, people hike the Appalachian. You know what? That's the other thing. People people get so pissed when you say Appalachian Trail. Like I hike the Appalachian Trail, and they're like, actually, it's the Appalachian Trail. Like, okay, well, ha- have oh, you hiked it? <laughs> and who cares? Like, if I say a word uh, differently, but you still know it's the same word, like it still brings the same imagery into your head and it's like the same thing. Like it would be one thing if I said Appalachian Trail and you thought of a mountain range in India and you'd be like that. No, but you're thinking of the same mountain range and you're just being a dick. You're being douchey. 
So don't do it. Um, let's see. Appalachian Trail Conservancy. Uh, that's the website. I just was hoping to get a nice fact. By decades. All right. So this is pretty cool. All right. So it has by the decades how many people have done 2,000 miles uh, by the decade. And in the 1930s, about five people a year did it. That means completed it, right? Um, and then in 2010s, uh, it seems like there's about 4,000 people. Which um, it is probably about that right now is uh, 4,000 people completing. I, I, that's a pretty high number, 4,000 people completing. Each year, thousands of hikers attempt. Only about one in four make it all the way. That's what they said. Only about one in four make it all the way. That's pretty crazy. So it's like, and it's each year, you know, you have that amount of people doing the trail. And not only that, but he did it the same year as me. And I never met him. Like we spent six months hiking in a 2000 mile straight line and I never met him. And then to be in the middle of Kansas on my bike where I doubt there's another through hiker in all of Kansas. He told me, he said, first of all, he told me two things. One, that when we saw the tornado together, that he, he's like, I li I've lived in Kansas my whole life. Everyone we were with that day said, Isaiah, we've lived in Kansas our entire life. We've never seen a tornado. That's also a side note to when you know, I was talking about seeing the tornado there with them. But then on top of that, he's like, yo, I've ne also never met another through hiker in Kansas or from Kansas. So I was in Kansas, met him. I'm not from Kansas, but, you know, I met him. So whatever. That's crazy. So you see what I mean? Uh, it's really, really weird how the universe kind of works like that, trying to see, uh, just running into him. I guess it's all chances. And, you know, when you um, when you meet enough people, I guess your chances, just how statistics work, I guess your chances just get better uh, at, at having something like that happen to you. Um, what are you going to do? What are you going to do, right? So that's a couple things I wanted to elaborate on, just really drive home how credible that was to actually run into that man and to meet him. Um, so today, besides that... We are going to talk about, I want to talk about something else. I thought about how uh, another common question that people asked about uh, hiking the trail and riding, riding, hi hiking and riding. So just long distance treks uh, using your body. I think that's a great way of putting it. A very common question that people asked uh, is how do you train for these things? And uh, I'll touch, I'll talk about that in just a second. Uh, and then after that, I'm going to talk about trail wishes and you um, and just how they come true. They straight up come true. Trail wishes come true and um, and to their to like their fullest extent and then sometimes even better than what you expect. It's one of the weirdest phenomena I've ever encountered. Um, and of course, I'll elaborate on it much more. And then uh, that'll probably be like a two-parter thing. Like I'll probably want to talk more about trail wishes when I have somebody on the show who who has also hiked the trail, and we can talk about that. Um, but yeah, baby, let's get into it. So, so like I said, people people really uh, they want to know uh, again another common question. Isaiah, what do you do to train for your bike ride? Or Isaiah, what did you do to train for your hike? All right. 
this is this is how I look at it, and this is how I think about it. And uh, this this is what I did. First of all, I didn't train. I didn't train for the hike. I didn't train for the bike. No training. There was no training involved. Um, now, all I did to my body for these things was fatten up. That was all I did. I fattened up. I ate a lot, as much as I wanted, uh, and I didn't worry too much about any kind of exercise or anything. I just got fat. Uh, and that's now it sounds awesome, and that's because it was. It was incredibly awesome to do that, and um, I love. Uh, it was great to just eat with complete unrestriction, whatever you want. Is that is that is that a thing you can say? Complete unrestriction. <laughs> oh man, you guys are just gonna slowly realize how stupid I am <laughs> over the course of this and how just wrong I say things that are so wrong. I was gonna try to write I was gonna try to write uh a lot of these stories and I started writing them and I'm like, man, this this does not uh I can't do this. I can't do this. There's just so much that I need to have like points of a story like the like the the rising action and all this kind of stuff and then like the climax and the conclusion like I can't I can't do that there's and I feel like if I'm just telling these stories to her, I'm just talking and explaining these things like I don't I got I don't got to worry about it I can just talk <laughs> all right so uh getting off track that's me getting getting off track but that's what I do so yeah, I just fattened up, right? Uh, for for the trail or for any of these excursions, I just fattened up, and that's what you want to do, or that's what I did, and it really worked for me. And here's the thinking behind it: if I was if I were running a a marathon, right? Uh, let's say what is it, 25.6 miles or something like that, or 27? I don't know. If I was running 30 miles in one day as a race, let's just say that I would. Uh, I would train for that. You know, first of all, first of all, it's a race, and you're 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 putting yourself, you're testing yourself against other people, right? You're testing your body against other people in a short. I mean, 30 miles isn't short. I'm not. Uh, I'm definitely not saying that. 30 miles is a long way to run in a damn day. That's that's miserating. That's a miserating. Uh, but, um, you know, when you're doing a long distance trek. That's over the course of months, uh, and I mean there are races. People do race. That's something uh, people do and want to do. But uh, even still, the only real advantage you would have in that situation is like the first couple weeks, uh, because the first couple weeks you'd get a head start because you were quote unquote in shape, and everyone else would be getting in shape for those first couple weeks. All they were doing is fattening up. But so that's what I'm trying to so so that's basically what I'm saying is if you're gonna be hiking or biking for for six months or for five months or however long like more than just like months if you're gonna be doing it for months just assume your first couple weeks and even even for the person that trained like your first couple weeks first couple days are gonna suck <laughs> like you're gonna hurt and then it's your your hurt will spike up really high on this chart your pain will be so high and then it'll drop down. But it won't drop down to where like it was before. Like it won't go down to no pain. That's definitely not gonna happen. Like it'll come down like two thirds the way, 
and then it'll stay there forever. And that's your new baseline. Like that's your new reality of pain. It's just you're always going to be there. It's never going to – but you get used to it and you wake up and you're like, All right, well, I don't hurt as much today. <laughs> and that's just the way it's going to be for the whole time. And there's nothing you can do about it. Like that's just how it is when you're doing these kind of things. Like, But um, again, that's something you expect. And when you sign up to do this, when you go out and you start doing it, if, if that's not something you know is coming your way, uh, maybe you didn't look into it good enough, <laughs> right? But you should generally know that that's, that's kind of the what you're going to be dealing with out there. But anyway, so yeah, fatten up. For instance, like people have been doing this shit for a long time. People have been walking long distances for a long time. In fact, for most of the time, that's how people got around. <laughs> most of the time... People got from point A to point B by walking. Uh, that's just how they did it. You know, uh, that's how all the Native Americans came to America. That's how all the people uh, left Africa and spread themselves around Eurasia. That's how people moved. Uh, in fact, you know, there's still places in the world that that's how people move is they walk. You know, you have nomads all over Mongolia, everything. So nomadic culture is just been part of human, the human uh, uh, thing for forever, right? And let me ask you this. Do you think that, you know, thousands of years ago when our ancestors, they had a camp and their camp was set up and they realized that the seasons were closing in and that maybe their food was kind of getting depleted and then it's time to move, get up and move somewhere else. Do you think they went, well, we're leaving in a couple months. Uh, let's start training. Uh, I'm going to load up this backpack I'm going to load up my straw sack, my burlap straw sack, and my skin with some skins and rocks. And uh, I'm going to hike up and down this this hill uh, all all day, twice uh, twice a week pretty much. Every other day I'm going to go up and down this hill. I really get my, my legs conditioned for this. Uh, that's probably not what they were doing. That's probably not what they were doing. You know, if anything, they probably weren't moving much at all. They are probably realizing that they're going to have to do a lot of shit pretty soon. And they were probably eating everything, just putting so much, because they don't know what they're going to encounter out there. They don't know if they might go days without food, and every bit of cellulite on their asses is going to help them at that time of pain and hunger. They're going to be, they're going to be so happy that they were able to be fat, and uh, that's that's how it is. So so. If you're going to do something like this, don't waste your time. First of all, you're just going to waste your time and then you're going to be like, it might even discourage you from going out and doing it because you're going to be doing this physical effort and you're going to be like, dude, I got to do this shit for six months. Nah, I'll be all right. I'm not, I guess I won't do it. Like, so it might even discourage you from doing it. But if all you got to do is just fatten up, that might actually encourage you in the opposite direction because you're, you're fattening up and you're going, man, I look like shit. I don't want to be fat anymore. Well, it looks like there's only one thing I can do. Got to go out and hike the trail and lose all this weight. <laughs> Guys, if you hike a trail or ride your bike, I can't say the same for riding the bike. Uh, again, hiking the trail, I was so much more information about, like the, everyone was just, because the community on the Appalachian Trail is just really, really strong. Like, it's, it's, that's, that's what makes the Appalachian Trail is the community. And so everyone was giving information and stuff, but you learn quickly about how many calories you're burning a day because everyone's like, well, I'm burning like 6,000 calories a day and that's bananas. But that is what happens. You end up burning like 6,000 calories a day. You can't fucking keep that shit. You can't, do you know how hard it is to eat 6,000 calories a day? Uh, 
that's pretty hard in everyday life, never mind being out in the woods, especially when you got to carry all the food that you're going to eat. Like it's, it's just crazy. It's crazy. Uh, cycling's a little different. I don't know how many calories you burn a day. Uh, it's still pretty damn high. When you, it's crazy what the human body can do. A lot of people forget we're animals, but we're animals, baby, just like all the other animals. And we can do some crazy stuff. It's crazy some of the stuff that we can do. And whenever you see somebody else doing something crazy and you go, man, that guy really can do something crazy. Well, guess what, baby? You can too. You can do that same crazy thing if you so desire. It's all about your desires, <clears throat> what you want to do. But um, yeah, so like that's that's the thing. If you're going to hike, if you're going to bike, don't train. Don't be silly. Don't don't. Don't look foolish. Just get fat and look foolish being fat. People are hey, Timmy, you're putting on a lot of weight. And you just <laughs> tell them, man, I'm, I'm hiking the trail. That's cool. Or I'm biking. I'm, I'm going on a bike trip. All right, I got to take a sip of this tea. It's so hot. It might burn my lips. No, it didn't. Oh, man, I'm so excited that this tea did not burn my lips. Mmm. Woo. I love me. Oh, shit. I just spilled green tea on my computer. Oh, well, it's no harm, no foul, right? All right, so, yeah, I really like green tea. It's good. All right, guys, uh, now let's let's move into trail wishes. Let's move tenderly and softly, oh, so, so softly into trail wishes. What is a trail wish, Isaiah? Isaiah, why, what is a wish uh, on the trail? I'll tell you. Uh, it's very simple. It's exactly what it sounds like. It's a wish that you make while doing a journey like this, and then it comes true. That fucking simple. That's it. That's the whole thing, right? For instance, uh, I'm gonna talk about the trail. I'll go. I'll, first, let me just make points. Uh, me and me and some of my friends, we made. We all made. Uh, we all made uh, uh, trail wishes on the Appalachian Trail, and they all came true. Uh, I can't remember some people's trail wishes. I can't remember, for for instance, the guy named Lieutenant Dan. I can't remember his trail wish. I should have contacted him uh, before I did this podcast. I will make a note to find out what his trail wish Because So like I said, we're going to be touching on the stories of the trail wishes. We'll talk about the Appalachian Trail wishes when I have somebody from the Appalachian Trail on here, uh, I'll just give you like a rundown. So first, I had a, a trail wish, and it was kind of like a trail wish of just like, eh, let's just see what happens, right? And I said, I, Mr. Trail, I wish for a pair of WAP doggies, uh, a pair of sweater puppies, a pair of tits. I wanted to see a pair of tits, and it happened. Uh, I was in Vermont, and what are you gonna do? First of all, we are you're out on the Appalachian Trail, there's no ladies out on the Appalachian Trail, like, there are, but you can't see them as females, because that distracts from your overall goal of getting to Mount Katahdin. First of all, if you're going out on the Appalachian Trail looking for girls, like, that's the reason you're out there, is to get a girl, that is the worst place ever, it's like going to a male boarding school looking for a girl, like, there are girls, it's just, is a bad place the ratio is so off like there's got to be i think there's like one girl to like every eight dudes maybe i'm being generous in this situation 
And what happens is you get one girl and then you get like, they usually, that's usually the group you'll see. You'll see one girl and then there'll be like a, eight dudes that are with her and around her, right? And that's how it is. Like they are around that girl and because they're all trying to get with that girl, like they just cling. It's, it's, it's natural instinct, right? And uh, to, for a man to just want to be around a woman. But I think, you know, some of these people come out here and they're trying to, I guess they might be trying to get a girl, but it's just such a bad place. Unless you, if you're a girl and you want to get a guy, then that's where you want to go. You go there, you're going to find a great guy. If you can, hold off on choosing your guy until you're like in Maine, because that's how you know, like he's going to be a cool dude. Like if he can make it at least to Maine, he's going to be awesome. That's the thing. Like as you hike north, you start in Georgia and you go on up towards Maine, the people get cooler and cooler and cooler because all all the people that aren't making it are kind of like dropping off. And then plus you have a lot of experience behind you of uh, from starting in Georgia and getting up there. But like you, um, but yeah, so like by the time you get to Maine, anytime you meet somebody, you're like, man, you're a cool guy. Like you're really fucking awesome. But my thing when I was out on the trail was they did what it was the Punani Desert, my friend. There's no Punani out here. If you see Punani, it is an illusion. It was all, it was all just an illusion. Uh, just like I said, you gotta see the other females on the trail as just hikers, like a neutral gender, because it takes so much concentration, it takes so much focus to get from Georgia to Maine on foot, and to, to, to do that every single day, wake up every single day and put in the miles and have this thing weighing on your mind, as soon as you add in you trying to get laid, like, that's those that's effort in a, the opposite direction and and you're just going to hurt your chances right you're going to hurt your chances of making it to the end but uh you know what follow your heart do whatever you want i it was the punani desert to me my son mm. oh yeah that's some good good tea um but yeah i wanted to see a pair of wop doggies and I finally, I just wanted to see him, right? I didn't want to like put effort into having this happen, you know? Uh, so that was my trail wish. And I was in Vermont and we just, again, uh, we were walking down the trail and there was a note written on a rock, not like a sticky note stuck to a rock, like somebody wrote on the rock, uh, Rainbow Fest here, uh, like 0.5 miles to your right. Right, and so we hiked, you know, however many miles, and we took this road down to a, um, God, that's, you know, as, as you tell these stories, it unlocks so many other little stories and so many other little aspects. Like, when we got to that road, we met, there's, there was this guy sitting there named Patio. He was a trail angel, and a trail angel is somebody who gives trail magic trail magic is just like kind of good generosity and sometimes a lot of times it's a surprise like people just give you like a cooler or they won't give it to you uh there'll be like a cooler on the side of the trail and it'll be filled with like sodas and you just take yourself a soda and a trail angel would have left that um so this guy was a trail angel his name was patio and he's such a cool fucking guy and the last time anyone saw him was in new york state and um we happened to just walk out of the woods in vermont and he, there he was with his truck. He was just sitting there. And 
it was really incredible. But he actually ended up driving us to the Rainbow Festival. We drove us down to the Rainbow Festival, and we seen uh, there was because it's a Rainbow Festival, and people are just just walking around naked, uh, which doesn't make okay. So Rainbow Festival is like a it's like a I don't want to call it anything like a hippie fest, but that's what it is. You know, there's it's it's people that I guess you could generalize as quote unquote hippies. They're just earth loving, nice, friendly people, all about being one and all that kind of stuff. That's it's cool, man. And um, you know, you go and there's no money. Like, you know, at least you bring things to exchange, and and they have like nightly dinners and everyone hangs out and they make food together and they have like uh they play music and all kinds of stuff it's it's nice it's just a gathering of like-minded people that that feel and believe those things and um these people like to be naked which is totally dope all right but here's where i'm coming from now i'm not mad because i saw a pair of wop doggies i'm actually pretty happy like my trail wish came true i got to see a pair of wop i got to see multiple pairs of wop doggies uh but what uh, got to me was it was in Vermont and it was cold and uh, being naked is all about comfort like when somebody goes I want to be naked the it's it comes from a place of comfort it comes from a place of I just want to be more comfortable I'm comfortable in my skin uh, so I want to be naked right well it was freaking cold out and people were still getting naked and it was like why would you like people ask me like hey are you gonna get naked i'm like no it's cold that's not why like i'm not afraid of like shrinkage like if you're thinking i'm afraid of shrinkage it's not what i'm afraid of what i'm afraid of is just being uncomfortably cold that's that's what if it was hot out and people like you want to get naked i'd be like i would be the first fucking person naked because nobody's there caring and it's like i said it's comfortable so i guess maybe people might have been getting undressed for different reasons everybody's got their own reasons that's that's one thing that's whatever that's all right hey you want to do what you want you want to do what you want i don't care i don't care what you do but um anyway so oh yeah it feels good heck yeah so that was my trail wish i had a friend uh we kind of collectively wished for this we wished for a sauna uh you know like you go into a hot room with uh wooden siding and there's hot rocks in there and it gets really fucking hot we wished for that, and of course we got one, and we got one in its such extravagant fashion. It went above and beyond in so many ways. Um, now I this that is a story that is definitely reserved for when I have somebody on the the show that uh, that can tell it with me because I, we had a number of people that was with us that were with us, and um, it was really incredible we we had just an incredible time uh there was a sauna a steam room it was all these kind of things it was it was great and it's that's a really really good story to have somebody else with um but yeah so what i'm saying is basically like if you make a wish on the trail uh and you keep pushing through you keep hiking and you keep going for it your wish your wish will come true um so me and Nene, uh, Naraya, who I, that's who, who I, I rode my bicycle with this year, we did the same thing. It was probably about our second day riding, um, second or third day, whatever, riding our bicycles. And I told her about the trail wishes. I said, so you want to make some trail wishes? 
And we, so we started off really basic. Uh, due to some extraneous uh, circumstances, she thought that she might have to go home like soon or go back. Like we had just started and she might have had gone back home uh, to Sarasota for, for, a re for, for reasons. And uh, she made the wish that she wouldn't. She's like, I hope I don't. She's like, I wish that I don't have to go home and that I can stay out riding my bicycle. That wish came true. Uh, let's see. I, th I think I actually wrote down some other things. Um, I wish to make a really, really cool friend out there. I made a friend. I made um, a number of friends, obviously. Uh, I think I told you about some. I met this guy named Ethan while I was out there. He was really, really cool. Became president. Hit it off instantly. Uh, still, still stay connected with him. He's actually still riding his bike as we speak. He's still riding his bike on the Trans-American Trail. He'll be uh, finishing up pretty soon. Actually, not pretty soon. I think he's got like another month maybe or a little bit less. But um, yeah, so I met that guy. That was incredible. And then together, me and Uriah, we wished for a hotel. Uh, we both went. We both said, we wish to stay. Ooh, ooh, I just farted. That is a bad one. It's probably going to smell like bagels. Been working at the bagel shop again. Yeah, that's right, baby. That's what I do. I work at a bagel shop, save my money, and I go out and travel. Where there's a will, there's a way, folks. You can do anything. And I can work at a bagel shop. <laughs> so uh, we both wished that we wanted to stay in a hotel. And you're like, well, why don't you just go and get yourself a hotel? No, 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 no. That's not how it worked. We wanted the universe to put us in a hotel. And... Uh, we even said, yeah, we'll just be kind of standing there one day and someone's going to come up and be like, hey, you want to stay in a hotel? And um, that's uh, that's kind of what happened. Uh, so, friends, all right, let me – this this would be a good – This we're getting towards the end now. I'm going to tell this little bit and, and wrap it up. But you see – okay, so what happened – me and Naraya get into Chanute, Kansas. Now, this is almost a bit of a story inside of a story, but uh, you can, again, you can see just the universe doing some crazy ass shit here. Um, I keep saying the universe, but I, who knows what what's happening or why these things happen or what? But it's just uh, they're there, and you gotta. It happens. You just gotta put yourself out there, and anything can happen to you. You never know. But. What happened, we, we get into Chanute, Kansas, Naraya and I, and Naraya tells me, she says, my knees really, really hurt, and uh, I don't want to, I don't think I'm having fun anymore. And that's my biggest thing. Like, if you're not having fun, don't do it anymore. Uh, that's the whole point of doing these things is having fun. And if you're not having fun, then just stop doing it. It's really, really that simple. Um, so yeah, like you. Uh, uh, um, so she said, she, you know, she tells me my my knees are hurting. I don't think I'm enjoying this anymore. Uh, and I said, well, what do you want to do? And she said, I think I want to just go to Portland. I was going to. I was thinking about exploring Oregon this summer anyway. Um, so a lot of you guys probably don't know, but me and Naraya only met. Uh, two weeks before I left on the bike trip. That's a whole story in itself. I'll get to that at some point. I just didn't think it was super, super exciting, super interesting that people might want to hear about. But um, again, it's still wrapped up in all this 
serendipitous synchronization bullshit that I keep talking about. It's still there, uh, even the way we met. But um, we, uh, so she tells me, she's like, well, I was, I was going to be going to Portland anyway. I was thinking about going to Oregon anyway and just sort of exploring the state. So I think I just want to get to Portland and then I will, uh, and then I was like, okay, well, then I'll just ride my bike to you and I'll meet you there. And that, so that was our plan, right? And now we're in Schnute and there's a, there's a city park right in the middle of town and like kind of right as you ride, ride in on the main drag, there's a little city park there. And uh, it's like an RV park, but people can also camp. And that's where it's the designated camping for the cyclists. The cyclists are allowed to go and camp there when they ride through town. So we're, we're camped up and we're sitting there and she's discussing and she's saying, I think I'm going to buy a bus ticket. I think I'll buy a bus ticket and go up there. And uh, she had just enough to purchase this bus ticket. Now we, a few days before this, had actually landed work on a, a goat farm. We, we worked on a goat farm for about a week and they paid us n- nicely and it was a lot of fun and it was great. And so she had the money, so she had just enough money to purchase a, a bus ticket to get up there. But there's so many aspects left open, like what are you gonna do with your bike? Uh, what are you gonna do, like how are you gonna have, like would you have, st- are you gonna have stuff with you? Like what are you gonna do, right? And we're sitting there and we're discussing this and these two guys pull up in a van and uh again you know when you're hiking when you're biking when you're doing these things people it's it's a common thing people want to talk to you people want to ask questions so it's happening all the time and this guy these two guys a a father and a son they pull up and they go hey where you guys going and you know you that experience can get a bit you can get a bit jaded to that experience uh, when you're doing these things just because it's so common and everyone says the same thing. Like Everyone's asking the same questions. Everyone's, where are you going? Where are you coming from? Where are you from? All this kind of stuff. And it's, you know, it can get draining. It can get kind of draining. And, you know, when you're in a conversation, like it was a little not, it was kind of heavy because, you know, she's saying that she's wanted to ride off and do these, or not ride off, but kind of like go up to Oregon and stuff. So, I mean, it's, it's, it, we're having like a personal discussion conversation and you have some Yagoffs coming up and, hey, where are you guys going? Where are you from? And, you know, it can get get kind of annoying, but we, we gave them the time of day. And good fucking thing we did because they turned out, they were, well, first of all, when they started talking to us, you can immediately just tell they're very nice people. They're very, very kind people. And they're saying, hey, you know, where's going on? And, and she's like, you know, yeah, we're riding to, to Oregon, and then she's like, well, I don't know, I might not ride anymore um, because of my my knee, right? And uh, this guy's like, she's like, my knees are actually hurting really, really bad, and the guy goes, can I, can I pray for you? Can we pray for you? And uh, I solicit her, they, they ask, and I answer for her. I go, yes, because, <laughs> you know, I have... Uh, I have some beliefs in in some things, right? And uh, that's it's it's a personal thing, and I think it should be kind of be personal for everybody. I mean, you can discuss it with your family and friends and do all that kind of stuff. Like, but how I feel about the universe and how I feel about uh, God and all that kind of stuff um, is like a personal thing, right? But for other people, if it if they want to help and if they believe. And that's the thing; it's a belief. If they believe that praying for someone is really going to help them, and, and that's that's, and it, it doesn't just help the person they're praying for, but it helps them feel better. Who cares? Like, let them pray. What else are we doing? Let them. Yeah, of course. Get out of your car. Come over here. Put your hands on her, on her knees, 
and pray for Jesus to fix her knees. Dr. Jesus, come fix her knees. Who gives a shit? That's awesome, right? So they get out of the car, and uh, that's exactly what they do. They go and they pray for Dr. Jesus to fix her knees. And, um, you know, they, they then uh, ask if, oh, what do they do? I think they actually left, right? They pray for her, and then they left. And they come back and they go, hey, we were thinking, is there anything we can do? Like you say you're not riding your bike anymore. Is there anything you can do? And she's like, uh, well, I guess I, I think like a backpack would – like you guys have a, a backpack? And then they start asking because they, they heard her, her idea and they're like, I think I'm just going to go to Oregon. They're like, well, you know, do you need like a backpack or something? And she's like, yeah, actually a backpack would be great. And so the dad is talking to his son, and the son's like, yeah, I got a couple backpacks. Like, well, what, are you, what are you thinking? She's like, well, I guess just like your biggest backpack would be cool. And they're like, all right, let's see what we can do. And they get in the van, and they leave. And a little bit later, they come back, and they got uh, a 45-liter hiking pack from Walmart. They went to Walmart, and they bought a hiking pack. Uh, and that was just absolutely incredible like what an incredible thing like she now she has a way to have all of her stuff and to go uh to go out and 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 be able to do this to be able to get to portland she has a way to have all her stuff with her all the stuff that was in her panniers that's a callback vocabulary term from our first podcast those are the bags on your on your on your cycle they give her a backpack to put all her shit in so that she can, you know, now, now do that. And that's just fucking incredible, right? It's just so nice of them, so nice of them to do that. And then they asked, like, hey, you guys read the Bible? I'm like, eh. They're like, if we gave you a Bible, would you read it? And I'm like, eh, yeah, I'll read a Bible. Why not? Um, I'll be, why not? This probably says some pretty interesting things, and I've never read it before, so I'll give it a try. So they go out, uh, they leave, and they come back again with, uh, with with bibles but while they were gone me and Naraya were talking about we're like so what do you want to do with your bicycle and Naraya's like well you know i might just go and pawn it and get some money for it and then you know have, that'd be nice to have that money and all that kind of stuff she's like but you know i really just don't want to do that because it, the bike means something to me i want to keep riding it around and the world like just be able, i wish i had a way and these guys show back up and they give us the bibles and they go hey and you know what we was thinking what are you going to do with your bike and Naraya looks at me she's like oh She's like, that's so weird. We were just talking about that. And the guy goes, well, looky here. I got a storage unit, and I own this storage unit. I don't pay anything on it, so it's totally cool. I could put whatever in there, and I don't have to worry about anything. I will be more than willing to take your bicycle from you and to put it inside of my storage unit. And whenever you need that bike, give me a call, and I'll send it to you. That is some dope-ass shit. That's some dope ass shit, son. That's so cool. They did that for her. So they also did that for her. Now, isn't that, that's crazy. So that's literally, she goes, uh, so I want to go, I think I'm going to go to Portland. And I was like, all right, that's cool. If you know, if your knees are hurting, definitely do that. Don't do this anymore if you're not having fun. And just like that, just as we're discussing it, everything is, what are you, oh, how are you going to hold your stuff? I'm going to get backpack. Uh, what about your bike? I'll take care of your bike. Everything is instantly facilitated for this to happen right then and there. Boom. All in one swift go. There's even one more thing. Check it out. So she had enough money for, it was, uh, her, her bus would have left from, or was leaving from like, I think it was either Wichita or Kansas City. I think it was Wichita and going to Portland. 
and that's what her her bus was doing. But there was she needed a bus from Chanute to that to to Wichita to that city, and that that bus ticket put her over the limit. She didn't have any money for that. And so they asked one more time, uh, you know, anything else we can do for you? And she was kind of tra- seeing about a ride. You know, she was asking, like, well, it'd be, you know, I just, I have enough money for this bus ticket, but not to get to Wichita. So, I mean, if you, is there like a ride? Or do, you know, do you know of any way I can get there or anything? And, you know, the son kind of turns to the dad and he's whispering, you know, and they're like, all right, we'll be right back. They leave, they come back. And the son hands Naraya like over a hundred bones. Here you go. Get your bus ticket from Chanute to Kent to, to Wichita and get your ass out here. That is the craziest thing ever. These people just laid it on this girl, right? And and sent her on her way. It's just the craziest thing ever. Like, oh, she had all these needs. She had all these things that she needed, and then all of a sudden, right then and there, they were all given at once. This is the craziest thing. It's so nuts, right? Uh, that's bananas. That's absolute bananas. But now you're, uh, it's our last day together. We're going to camp in this in this place. We actually camped that night, and then the next day we had to camp again. And then her bus was going to come and get her. So we had uh, this was this happened this one day, and then the next day we're we're camping. And uh, I was gonna, you know, I'm not gonna just roll out without her or roll out before she left, so I, w- I was waiting till her bus left, and then I left on my bicycle, uh, but it's our last day together, and you know, I didn't even, it didn't even register to me, the whole trail wish thing, I wasn't even thinking about it, uh, this was just an abrupt thing that happened, but this was technically our last tr- day on this particular trail together, and uh, again, didn't even think about it, and it's our last night, we're at our tents, and, or at our tent, and um, uh, I don't even remember specifically what we were doing. I think we were just talking at this picnic table, and uh, I start walking towards the bathroom, and there's some little old lady like walking up to me, and she goes, uh, "Hello, can I get you a hotel?" And I'm like, "Uh, what?" <laughs> and she goes, "I want to get you guys a hotel. You and your friend over there. I want to get you guys a hotel." And I'm like, "No, no, don't, don't do that. That's crazy. What are you talking about?" She's like, "Of course." She goes, "Why don't you want a hotel?" And I'm like, "Look, we've been outside for a while. This is okay. We don't need a hotel." And she looks over at Naraya, and Naraya standing there looking at. Her. She goes, "You know what? Do it for her. Get you guys yourself. I'm getting you a hotel." And I'm like, "All right, we'll do it for her. We're getting a hotel. Okay, okay, lady. All right." And uh, <laughs> so just like almost exactly what happened, we were just standing there and somebody came up to us and just gave us a hotel room. And I'm t- okay, so what happened was she comes over and she goes, I'm actually in here. So the way the park was situated, like a lot, there was a lot of like just strange through traffic. Like a lot of people would just kind of drive through this area. And uh, this lady, she said, well, I'm, we were me. It was her and her friend were in the car. And she said, well, we're just sort of cruising through here real slow because we're waiting till 8 o'clock. Because at 8 o'clock, the Sonic, the shakes at Sonic go half off. And so we decided to come in here because it's not 8 o'clock yet. We saw you. We want to get you guys a hotel. We're like, oh, my gosh. She's like, all right, so what we're going to do is we're going to go get our shakes. And when we come back, we want all your shit packed up. And we're going to, we want you, we'll meet you over at the Motel 8. 
and we're going to get you a hotel. And we were just flabbergasted. We're like, this is incredible. And the lady's walking away. And she turns around. And she goes, oh, yeah. And one other thing, what kind of shakes do you want? Because <laughs> we're going to Sonic to get these shakes. Uh, just some incredible fucking shit. Uh, we, they did. They went to the hotel. Or sorry, they went to get the shakes. They brought, brought us back some Oreo shakes, which were just divine. And then they put us up in this hotel and, um, it was incredible. It was so, uh, it was magical. Uh, not, it will stay in a hotel after staying outside for so long was just one thing, but it was so funny because it slipped my mind like that. We even made that wish and then it happened and the last possible moment that it could happen, it did. <laughs> what even is life folks? What are you what are we doing? I don't understand this shit. Nothing makes sense anymore. I don't know what's real. Is life a movie? Is this a movie? I don't know. I'm having fun with it though. And I thought it was it was great. You know, we we went to Walmart, we bought ourselves a bunch of food, we had a great time in the hotel. It was um the next day we parted ways. But that's those are trail wishes, folks. And we'll talk more about trail wishes. Absolutely. We'll talk more about trail wishes when um when I have another another person on the podcast with me uh, from the trail, that'll be great. But um, I think let me just check my notes, see if I had anything else I wanted to talk to you guys about. You know, I think that about sums it up. Yep, 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 yep. Yeah, yeah. Just look through it. That about sums it up, guys. This is another. This is episode two, everybody. Thank you for listening, and I hope you keep coming back, and I hope you're having fun. I'm having fun doing this, so I really don't care if you guys are at all. I hope you are, but if you're not, I don't give a shit. I'm going to keep doing this because I'm liking it. I'm digging it. But um, all right, everybody. One love. You can do anything. I promise you, just follow your heart, follow your desires, and uh, be good, everybody. Be good.